0: This program is rated D for dog. It contains sniffing,
1: scratching and doggy themes.
0: Hello and welcome to the Top Dog Podcast. My name is Adrian Blitzko. Here we are again risen from the ashes, out of the lockdown, Well, to some extent. We have a brand new episode in store, and I'm glad you're here. Here are today's topics Dogs and life after COVID 19 lockdown. How to prepare your pet for a normal routine again. The amazing global animal welfare organisation, Four Paws, has all the answers for easing dogs out of lockdown. Dollar is not only a currency, he is also a labradoodle. Despite him having ruined one day not only the table setting, but also the whole dinner, in Chase and his daughter's Judy's heart, Dollar is still their top dog. And it is time again for the next episode of the audiobook, Pirate the Barking Kookaburra. After a bunch of dogs and a cat became his best friends, Pirate will today meet a new animal, rather one of the dangerous sort. How have you survived the lockdown? Are you still in lockdown? If so, then your dog loves you all the more. It loves the multiple long walks every day. It simply loves you for giving so much affection. Through the time spent together, it has developed a close relationship with you. However, soon you might have to return to the office and leave your dog home alone again. And that can cause separation anxiety in your dog. However, there are ways to avoid that. The Global Animal Welfare Organisation, Four Paws, provides dog owners with tips for the time after the lockdowns have ended. There are five steps of how to get your dog ready for that. What steps or tips they are, explains Elise Burgess. She's the Head of Communication for Paws Australia. Top Dog. We speak dog. Hello, Elise. Hello, thanks so much for having me. Now, Elise, to clarify it, you are a worldwide organisation. Four Paws is not only based in Australia, you're based in many countries all over the world, in the UK, in the USA, in, in Europe, and as I said, in Australia here. Now, when you talk about pets and life after lockdown, do you only address Australians with that topic or do you think that's a worldwide phenomenon?
2: Um, I, I just like uh, coronavirus itself, it's definitely going to be a worldwide um, issue. Uh, we actually did share these tips, not just in Australia, but uh, where all the Four Paws offices are located. We're currently in 15 different countries with offices and uh, 12 different countries with our sanctuary. So we've really just been wanting to get this um, this message out there of just thinking about your animals when you're preparing to sort of transition to a post lockdown
0: life I suppose. That's what we want to talk about today how to sort of uh, prepare your pets uh, for a normal life again or a normal routine mm. again uh, which is a it's a shame isn't it it's actually a pity because I'm sure pets dogs and cats loved it that their owner mm. was home all the time. Uh, I think so. <laughs> and we know from uh, from uh, from the past, that uh, after a holiday, let's let's say Christmas holiday or summer holiday, where the dog gets used to you again because you spend your time a lot at home, all of a sudden you go back to work. The dog can actually get depressed, can't it? Yes, that's right.
2: There's a real um It's almost a fear of separation because a dog will get, as you mentioned, will become used to you being there and they'll adapt their behavior for that. And so if you um, are suddenly not there anymore or if the routine changes, it can really manifest itself in um, some quite destructive behavior because they're sort of expressing that That anxiety and that depression. So it may be things you may notice, such as um, excessive barking or yelping. Um, Sometimes they're damaging either the furniture or, um, you know, where where they're um, either in the backyard. And so it's these negative reactions. They can happen, but they really can be prevented just through proper um, preparation and care, just to uh, help prepare the dog for um, for your, you know, upcoming return to work.
0: Well, how much time do I have to invest for that? Let's say I'm going back to the office in in four weeks Mm -hmm. and I can't take my dog with me because um, my office doesn't allow it. So what do I do? Mm -hmm. Do I talk to my dog and say, now listen, in four weeks time you have to (laughs) sort of (laughs) entertain yourself or what do I actually do?
2: Look, exactly. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm always talking to my animals, so you may as well explain the situation. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think our gradual training, and you can do this in however much time you do have, but um, essentially gradual training is a really simple way to get dogs used to your absence. And so an example of this would be, say you leave the house for 15 minutes without your dog first on day one. And then you come home and you don't make too big of a deal about your return. It's just a routine. And you continue doing that every single day, but you just leave for a little bit longer every time. And what this gradually teaches your animal is that to trust you will return home again, and that will just help ease their anxiety about your absence, especially if you have really been sharing a space with them relatively nonstop for the past say, two to three months, um, that will just help them prepare for your absence and also to not panic or feel any anxiety in your absence because they know that you will uh, return. Now
0: that was the first tip out of five tips that you have, but uh, yeah. let's stay with that one still. That's what I'm always asking myself because um, mm-hmm. watching my dogs, it doesn't matter how how long I'm away. Let's say I'm going away for two minutes and I come back at least one of the dogs is so excited to see me again. I know. <laughs> if I come back after four hours, it's the same level of excitement. So do dogs it, actually have a sense of time?
2: It's it's hard to say, I mean, because I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's you leave the house for two minutes or two hours and often they seem to react the same. Um, I suppose it's it's hard to know whether their concept of time is the same, but maybe it's just making sure that they do not feel that anxiety when you go, that they look forward to your return. That's, that's wonderful, just like we're excited to see them again when we get home. Um, but I suppose it's just trying to balance that out with them not having to fear that you will not return because this is such a break in the routine of what lockdown life has been like for them. So, it's yeah, it's a, it's, it can be a tough one to manage. I think sometimes it's harder for us humans um it can feel more emotional for us potentially than for them but it really is just a matter of getting both um yourself and your dogs used to you leaving the house without them but always coming back home as well
0: that will be a different story if the dog thinks oh my thank god he's gone i
2: know you never know sometimes <laughs> i think they might be relieved <laughs> you never know
0: okay so that was tip number one what's the second mm-hmm. tip what do you do what do i do
2: well then the second tip is just to allow breaks now. So while we're all still in lockdown, it's just making sure that the animal has time to have a break from your constant focus. And this can sometimes be more important in the case of if you have a lot of people in one house, especially younger children. Because if the dog has been used to, you know, the attention of three, four, five people constantly throughout the last two months and then suddenly school returns and also people return to work that can also have such a huge impact on them as opposed to say just one or two people living with them so another way to rather than having to always leave the house to get them used to breaks it's also just giving them a break from your attention So we just call it downtime essentially just making sure they have time to themselves to rest and to get some sleep um, you might find cats enjoy this, potentially more than dogs, but it's, uh, it's a good habit to get into um, for, for dogs as well, just to get them used to having to entertain themselves uh when you're not around or when you're distracted
0: mm-hmm. and this will bring us to tip number three sorry for just jumping mm-hmm. in here uh respect your pet's rest well that's yes. a, a, a dog needs to rest because most of the day they just lie there and, and sleep and they don't want to know about the world so <laughs> exactly you don't distract so that's the dog why we
2: say that yeah yeah you,
0: on the normal under normal circumstances you you let the dog sleep or leave the, leave it there. So the same mm. here.
2: Yes, that's right. So because that's exactly it. They in their pre lockdown routine they did get used to entertaining themselves and sleeping throughout the day. Whereas now that we're all home, especially again if you have young children there's a tendency to probably uh, constantly be interacting with the dog and um, yeah. so we just advise to just especially now as you're trying to transition your dog um, would just be to respect their rest if they do lie down if they're taking a nap if they even just go in the other room to just let them have their space um, because that will also make the transition to post-lockdown life a lot easier for both of you.
0: Now comes an interesting tip now you have to become creative.
2: Yes, so designing self-entertainment activities. And so this is actually a lot of fun for yourself and also for your animal. But essentially it's designing um, like feeding games, for example, that your pet can be given um, to keep them entertained while you're away. And so this can be things like, um, you know, if you buy like a Kong or one of those toys where you can hide food inside and it takes the dog uh, some time to get the food out. Um, one inexpensive way is actually frozen treats. So that's just freezing their favourite treats in some ice, whether that's in an ice cream container or, um, you know, you can make it as big or as small as you like. And as the ice melts, their treats will slowly become revealed to them. And, um, and, and also any sort of chewing uh, toys or things like that. So they can actually be a very helpful way for you to keep your dog entertained while you leave the house or even as you're leaving the house just in case you are a bit concerned that they will feel some anxiety in your absence it's just a really nice way to keep them mentally stimulated and entertained while you're not there
0: yeah dogs are like humans that don't like change do they so you have to sort That's of, right. yeah now let's get to the last tip of mm. uh, of those five tips what's that one
2: Yes. So this one is um, clothing cues. And what we found is animals are, they're very clever at associating behaviour before an activity. And so by this, what we mean is you getting ready to leave the house. So putting your shoes on, putting your jacket on, picking up your bag. Over time, dogs and cats would have begun to associate this with you leaving the house. And so if you want to um, prepare your dog to to get used to you leaving the house and feeling comfortable with your absence, or even the fact that of these rituals of getting dressed. You can do that throughout the day without leaving the house. So, for example, you could um, put on your pair of shoes, put on your bag, and then actually you just go about your day around the house, and then take your shoes back off again. And um, you may feel a little bit silly, but um, animal animal behaviourists have really found that. When dogs become used to these sort of trigger behaviours, they'll lose their um their impact, and this can be a good thing when you are preparing to return to work, for example. So you won't find that your animal starts showing any anxiety just because you're now getting ready for the day and getting ready to um you know pick up your bags. And all that sort of stuff, so that's a bit of an interesting one to try out so yeah. uh, and also it's very interesting to hear um different people's stories about whether they think their dog has even noticed them, but then suddenly they put on their uh, they're running shoes, and the dog is right next to them, ready to go for a walk. That's <laughs> so right. It's, it's those, yeah, it's those sorts of activities that are very interesting.
0: Yeah, I can only agree here because uh, when I put on, put on my walking shoes, the dog exactly knows we're going on a walk, gets really excited. If I, exactly. When I put on my city shoes, and the dog thinks, I try, but I know there's probably not the great chance that he will take me and I only have to say I'm going to work, and then he walks back to his spot.
2: So we can <laughs> exactly. actually train them to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. They can even see down to the types of shoes that you're wearing, um, like in terms of like that's exactly what you just said. They sort of can know the difference or at least the smell between, say, the shoes that you wear to them with the park versus what you might wear to the office. So, yeah, there are our, our five tips that everyone can do. It doesn't really require too much Um, preparation or even too much effort. It's just slowly getting your animal used to you, um, preparing to return to our normal routine.
0: I think nobody probably wishes (laughs) having to go back to work. Dogs definitely don't wish it. I'm happy to not to go to work myself. But (laughs) if you have to, I think these five tips are a great way to get your dog ready for a life after lockdown. Elise Berger's Head of Communications of fourpaws.org.au. Thank you very Mm -hmm. much for your
2: tips. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.
0: There we go. Five easy steps for counteracting anxiety in your dog. And they are gradual training, slowly build up the length of time you are leaving the house, allow breaks, respect your dog's rest design self-entertainment activities, and give clothing clues. Come, sit, stay. It is a thing leaving your dog home alone. I am sure you have seen videos on social media of the aftermath of a dog having spent time at home on its own while the owners were out for a bite in their favourite restaurant or were at the movies before lockdown. Anyway, as they came back home, they found the mattress ripped apart, a blanket shred to pieces or the remote control chewed up. And it's all the dog's fault. Dollar is a labradoodle and he once had a similar urge for rearranging the interior of the home. Anyhow, in his owner Jay's and daughter Judy's heart, Dollar is still their top dog.
3: years old and uh, he's my dog when we bought it like it was because of my wife she wants to have a dog but uh, when we bought it it's kind of my dog now they can't live without me yeah even if, even if I'm out he start crying <laughs> literally so he's a
0: spoiled one
3: Yeah okay but during the day are you taking the dog with you to work or what, uh, whatever you do he's very comfortable inside the home so we feed him take him out for doing his day de- de- job and he come back and literally sleeps all day on our bed
0: on your bed <laughs> on our <Okay>. bed
3: <laughs> and li- even in the night when we are there uh, he sleeps in our bed uh, near my feet so he seems to be a very active dog is that right is he yeah, quite yeah he's very active and, But the calm at the same time as well because uh, he likes lying around but when he sees new people and a lot of dogs so you kind of get excited as you can see yeah yeah
0: so what's the most uh, naughty thing dollar has ever done
3: naughtiest thing dollar has ever done sorry I would say on the dining table the when we like normally we put food for the dinner, and then the, he literally take the dining cloth on the floor. Wow. He must be hungry, and, or he wants something, and then we realize that he needs something, which is on the dining table. So that's why it, it was its toy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he pulled down the whole, whole setting. It. With, with all the food and uh,
3: all food not much but there are like uh, two three bowls of food and then uh, all the crockeries and everything was on the table so he literally put down everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he feel guilty
3: oh uh, yeah. yeah because that uh, by mistake in the daytime we put the that his toy on the ta- dining table and we forgot
1: because he uh. started chewing the toy and we didn't want that to happen anymore uh. that's why we put it on the table and then yeah, everything was on the floor when we came back.
0: Oh, so you weren't there when it happened? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You
3: weren't?
1: Yeah, we weren't home. Were.
3: Yeah. So did you punish
0: him for that? Or? <laughs> no, no.
3: no, no. It, uh, it, it's like he can't speak and uh, he must need something. That's what of done it. It mm. was our mistake that uh, we put his, pl- his thing in the wrong place but he can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he found it, then uh, he did what he did. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, five and a half years. yeah.
0: And um, so did you train him yourself or did you go to puppy school
3: we did train him ourselves honestly mm-hmm. uh, he, he listens pretty much every command I say but only time he's excited when he comes out <laughs> and with the more dogs so we got friends like who go have dogs we, of course we go there uh, they are family of dogs so they he stay calm but only time when we go out a little bit he get excited that's the only part other than that he's calm everywhere Right. Sounds like a lovely dog.
0: Nice to meet you, Dollar. Dollar? 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 No, there's a dog behind him. He's more interested in that dog. <laughs> Now it's time for a new episode of the audiobook Pirate the Barking Kookaburra. What do we know so far? Pirate is a lost bird popping up one day in the backyard where the dog Stelze lives. Her friends, two other dogs, Ajax and Hoover, and the cat Buddha are wondering where Pirate comes from. Eventually, they have the idea to take him on a walk through the area in the hope he might recognize the trees, the rocks, the creek and they may trigger his memory so the next day they all go on the journey but pirate does not recognize any of the places they stop as a matter of fact his sense of fun makes the dogs feel like children rather puppies again and everybody has a great time chasing ghosts in the hollow tree attacking pirates at the boulder or fighting the giant octopus in the creek Stelzi, however, being the oldest dog, is concerned about Pirate's future. She thinks he shouldn't copy the dog's behaviour. He should rather learn to fly. After all, he's a bird. Here today, episode number seven, Pirate getting up early the next day while everybody is still asleep, walking off into the paddock and coming across an animal he has never, ever seen before.
4: With the fishy flavour from last night's dinner still in his mouth. "'What a feast it had been! "'Whole bits of fish as soft as butter, "'peppered with crumbly and crunchy bones, "'swimming in honey-coloured jelly. "'Yum!' "'He hoped there would still be some left. "'He jumped off the couch and walked through the cat flap "'into the laundry where the food bowl was. "'He was disappointed to see that it was empty.' But there were lumps of dry food scattered about the floor. Pirate picked one up and threw his head back to swallow it. The piece slid down his throat, but it was too big. He quickly spat it out before it clogged up his windpipe. He had a better idea. He was going to soak it in water, in the tiny pond in the vegetable garden, between the zucchini and the parsley. Once it had softened up, It would go down his throat like a tender and slimy piece of fresh worm. He stared into the water, waiting for the lump of dry food to swell. All of a sudden, he saw the reflection of a face on the water's surface. Its pitch black eyes gazing at him.
1: We haven't met yet, have we?
4: A very soft voice said. Pirate looked up and found himself face to face with a snake.
1: My name is Tiger. I live in the paddock, under a rock. And you are?
4: The big black eyes glared at Pirate, luring him into a bottomless hole. Pirate wanted to say his name, but couldn't open his beak. He was paralysed could not move a single muscle not because of fear or shock it was the snake's magic look that rendered him motionless standing stiffly like a carrot stuck in the frozen grounds of the south pole tiger's skin shone like silk with a regular pattern of gray stripes similar to a tiger's coat
1: it's not a problem There's no need to say your name. I guess I already know it. It's Pirate, isn't
4: it? Her head remained in the same spot as her long and smooth body slid without a sound around Pirate. It encircled him, laid itself in a ring around him, then again in a second wider one, and eventually in a third ring. Pirate was trapped but he was not aware of it. Tiger's head came closer, and her eyes grew bigger.
1: Rumour has it you fell out of the sky,
4: she said, her head starting to sway. So you must
1: be a very special bird.
4: The softness of her voice was numbing Pirate's mind. There was no thought left in his head. He joined in with the sway. With every gentle move, a yearning to jump into the bottomless holes that gazed at him grew bigger and bigger. He just wanted to be in there, dwindling down forever.
1: Well, being a special bird, you shouldn't waste your time in this tiny backyard. Especially not... In the company of these filthy dogs.
4: For a split second, she peered at the veranda where Steltzer was still asleep on the couch. Having made sure that nobody was watching, Tiger circled her head in a smooth and fast motion all around Pirate's head. Pirate's eyes followed until he became dizzy. His head dropped, his mind went black. He could not see or hear anything, as if he was asleep.
1: You are a good boy,
4: Tiger said, slowly pulling her head back.
1: Now I will take you to a better place.
4: With the power of an unleashed slingshot, she darted towards Pirate. She opened her mouth, hissing and exposing the pointy teeth in the upper jaw, ready to pierce pirates' throat. But she stopped short midway as all of a sudden the laughter of kookaburras filled the air. Tiger looked up, pulling her head in, she whispered and carefully unwound herself. At the same time, as if someone had poked him, Pirate woke up. Thoughts poured back into his head. He watched the snake withdrawing and hiding behind the parsley.
1: Yeah, let's play hide and seek!
4: He shouted, believing he had found a playmate. Tiger hissed at him.
1: Shut your beak, will you?
4: She peered anxiously at the kookaburras now sitting in the gum tree in the far corner of the backyard. They don't
1: need to know that I am here, so be quiet. But... Shh! Not so loud for snake's sake. Are you scared of them?
4: Pirate whispered, joining Tiger behind the parsley. There he saw how worried she was. Her eyes were full of fear as she carefully watched the kookaburras in the tree. Slowly and steadily, her long body slid backwards, as if trying to find a better spot to hide.
1: Don't go away, stay with me. I'll ask them if they want to play with us. Don't you dare. Well then come back some other time. Oh I will, when the time is right.
4: Tiger said and slid away without a sound, making her way back into the high grass where she lived. Weird, Pirate said.
1: What a weird animal she is, but funny.
4: He looked up at the tree where about a dozen young kookaburras were laughing their heads off. In an opposite branch sat another bird, a magpie. He was very annoyed with the kid kookaburras. What are you mongrels laughing about? He shouted. About you. One of the kookaburras said, Your fly is open. The magpie looked down. He quickly crossed his legs and covered them with his wings. Oops. Had his head not been covered in feathers, you would have seen him blushing.
1: Didn't you know birds don't wear
4: pants? One kookaburra asked. That's why you've got no fly. Another one said. The kid kookaburras burst into tremendous laughter. It was loud and wild. Wilder than the funniest monkey party on Madagascar. The magpie was embarrassed about falling for the joke they had played on him. He spread his wings and flew off as fast as he could. Hey, your shoelaces are undone too. One Kookooburra yelled after him. They all rolled on their backs, held their bellies and laughed and laughed. Pirate was beside himself this was the funniest thing he had ever seen in his life but there was not much laughter coming out of his beak it was a rather skimpy little peep
1: did you hear that
4: one kookaburra asked yeah what was that everybody else wondered it was strange not normal creepy like my grandmother snore no look it's that bird there on the ground the kookaburras swooped down on Pirate, fluttering and hopping all around him.
1: What kind of bird are you? A kookaburra, like you. You look different to us,
4: said the smallest kookaburra, pointing at the black patch on Pirate's eye.
1: I'm a pirate. A parrot? No, a pirate. A real one? I'm the most dreaded pirate in the world. All oh, the creatures in the bush fear me. Watch out for me or. Oh. Real
4: pirates have a wooden leg. Where is yours? Real pirates have a hook. Have you lost yours? And real pirates have a pirate ship too. Where is yours? Has it gone under? I don't think you're a pirate. No, you're a pirate. Going to a fancy dress ball
1: with a girl. Yuck!
4: <laughs> <laughs> Their laughter pierced pirates' ears. And somehow his heart, too. It hurt. A strange feeling crept up his throat and made him want to cry.
1: You are funny. The joke you played on the magpie was really funny. Funny?
4: The big kookaburra ridiculed him. He stopped fluttering and stood right in front of Pirate. If it was so funny, why didn't you laugh? I did. I did not hear it. Same here. Did anyone? Everyone shook their head. Prove to us that you can laugh. Pirate fell silent. Tears filled his eyes and he looked down, feeling ashamed.
1: Tell him a joke. Yes. Tell him the
4: chicken joke. That'll make him laugh. It's the best joke ever. The big kookaburra said to Pirate, as if he was voicing a threat. Here we go. Listen. Why was the chicken afraid of the chicken?
1: I'm not sure.
4: Because he was chicken. A huge and unbearable silence filled the air. All eyes were now glued on Pirate. Everyone was waiting for him to burst into laughter. Pirate was confused. He thought of the joke as a really funny one, but he was scared to laugh, yet he knew he had to. He raised his face, took a deep breath, and opened his beak, ready to do the greatest laugh the Valley of Tantraboo had ever heard. But all that came out was a wimpy yowl.
1: yow!
4: Again, A huge and unbearable silence filled the air, until the big kookaburra said, ''He's weird.''
1: ''Strange.''
4: Another one added. ''Not normal.'' ''He's a freak.'' The big kookaburra gave Pirate a push. The smallest kookaburra had at the same time ducked behind Pirate's legs. Pirate fell over him backwards and landed on his bottom. Let's get out of here before he makes us sick with his germs, the big kookaburra said. On command, the kookaburras jumped off one after the other and flapped away. The smallest one, being the tail of the flock, turned his head and yelled back, Stupid
1: parrot!
0: That was episode 7 of the audiobook Pirate the Bark* in Kookaburra. There are many more chapters to come. However, if you can't wait another four weeks for chapter 8, you can always go onto the website bubenberg.com and purchase there the whole audiobook. That's it for today. Thanks for having me in your ear. You find Top Dog Podcasts everywhere on the net or on your favourite podcast portal. And remember to leave a comment that will alert others that we exist. You can also write to us, if you wish, adrian at topdog.space or visit our website www.topdog.space where you find many more episodes. I am Adrian Blitzko. Bye for now.